Welcome to Fiction to Function. I'm Sean Melton. This is a conversation that was had between myself, my brothers, Seth and Shane, and our friend, Victor Massatelli. This episode kind of works in tandem with another episode of our podcast that we're in the process of recording and releasing. We plan to release both of these two episodes pretty close together as both are dealing with properties owned by Disney and both are discussing the ways that the corporation is approaching the many branches of its intellectual properties. And moreover, what weight the corporation holds in popular culture and ultimately culture by large. As a heads up, there are spoilers for the book of Boba Fett up to season one, episode three, The Mandalorian, Hawkeye, Spider-Man No Way Home, Netflix's Daredevil, and Netflix's The Punisher. Hope you enjoy. I'm not an anti-Disneyer. I think it's weird that there's people who build like their persona around Disney. That creeps me out. I think it's strange that there are people who, you know, cry about seeing legacy characters. I'm still learning what that term even means. I think it's like Mickey and Minnie and Donald. And, oh you know, my gosh. All right. Uh, I've known people who've worked for Disney and like, they like, you know, they're like, well, you can only see, they'll only let you see Mickey, you know, like twice a year. And you have to like, you can like touch the hand of his coat, like as he walks by. And it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like, it's like you want to talk about like vice false, like idolatry, like, you know, like idolatry it really is like, it is like, like dogma. You mean yeah. like dogma, they have like the like, the like golden calf. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's like a Mickey yeah. Mouse mascot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's by the way, the, the whole thing with like, yeah. Shout out to the, the odd create, you know, creation that is Kevin Smith, where he has like these really good, like amazing ideas and then are mixed in with like fart jokes for like 82 minutes. Or like a like, poop monster. Yeah. A giant poop monster. Yeah. Um, anyhow, I'm not like, I think that that life is weird, but it's interesting because Disney now being like, <laughs> I just saw a post today saying that Ben Affleck was like, Ben Affleck made a statement saying basically, and I've read this idea, this, this perspective multiple times over the last couple of days, that with the success of Spider-Man No Way Home, they're like, basically, there is an avenue, there is a, a uh, supply and demand for cinemas, like that proved that cinemas aren't going to just die, but it's probably going to be for spectacle. Um, which has been the concern that someone like Martin Scorsese has had forever, but it's also the flip side of that coin is what David Fincher is doing and saying, well, that's why I'm going to just move to Netflix because that's where the future is going anyway. So I'll just make films from there because that's where I can make things I never thought I'd be able to make. Anyhow, what's interesting is I think that Disney in order to like survive, it's going to have to capitalize on like being a little bit more intentional about trying to engage with the more artistic, you know what I mean? No, the problem the problem with it, you know it owning one thing is or one thing owning everything is that it was like the, the irony here but is that it uh kills diversity <laughs> you know and it's like diversity for content you know or it becomes like manufactured diversity yeah it's, so it's like it's like it's not a diverse uh, art spectrum in general i mean and that's 
you know, I'm all about uh, comic book movies. I just think that I'm not all about Disney. I, I, I terrifies oh, me. Well, yeah, it's what you even like, Sean, uh, you're like, you know, Sean, you were saying that you're like, you're like, I'm not like an anti Disney or not. like, what's funny. Like, I mean, like, I, like, I'm, I'm not either in like, in terms of content where it's like, there's like actually like a lot of Disney stuff I do like, um, and you know, people always talk about like the like oh the Disney Dis, Disney Disney vacation or Disneyfied, you know. And I do, I mean, I definitely see that happen to stuff and where that does happen and has happened with Disney. But like as a whole, like I'm not gonna rat like rag on Disney just because it's Disney. There's like I said, there's quite a bit of their content I do like, but it's almost on like a more like significant level than than that that i am concerned about disney that that well what are you talking about like one world like new world order stuff <laughs> well yeah, I, I, like i don't because like low-key i think that like yeah I, that, that's a concern yeah i don't think it's good that one company specifically within the entertainment industry owns so much content and like so much intellectual property um and I don't, I mean, like, I, yeah, I think, like, in terms of, like, I think in terms of, like, uh, on a few different levels, I think that that's a little bit concerning. I think, like, I think on principle it's concerning. Um, I do think, and I do think a little bit on the diversity level, like, you know, again, like, I'm like, you know, I, uh, as we've talked about, I'm like, you know, yeah, obviously I'm a big comic book fan for the most part, but save some exceptions uh the marvel movies i do get i mean like i will say like even within like our group of friends i've been i was probably one of the earlier people to be like there is a bit of a formulaic approach to the marvel cinematic universe but so i i do kind of get it i can get it when that argument's raised at the same time i understand why it might be necessary and also sean you pointed out one of the last times you know we talked like when we were talking about spider-man where it's it at the by the same token it's kind of impressive how like how much differentiation they managed to do with like you know captain america winter soldier which is more of like a political thriller you know to tag on to your point shane is i'm like i think they're trying yeah like if sure. you want to try to do an art film and you want to bring this woman in then to to who just won an academy award for you know a great film What's missing, I guess? Where, yeah. What's the disconnect? Because like, right. okay, we all just did a podcast on, you know, us brothers did one on Spider-Man. Right. And Victor, we saw Spider, you were there with us. It was great. Same. So Spider-Man, great. Something going very well. Yeah. We all watched Boba Fett and had a significant drop-off. Because Victor, So Victor, you've seen all three then so far. Yeah. You were less on board from the beginning. Yes, no? Yeah, I, I didn't think it would be fantastic, no. And your reason, uh, your concern being, um, I well, one like the Mandalorian is enjoyable. You know, uh, just stating that it's it's an enjoyable show, and they're able to do some things. Well, one, it's I figured it would be too close to who the original Boba Fett is because they kind of do that with the Mandalorian, right? He's like this mysterious bounty hunter. He's very to himself. He's you know man a few words for the most part, sort of thing. It was very akin to what where you'd be like, oh, this would have made a cool kind of Boba Fett, you know, side story or origin story or something like that. So I felt like they kind of prematurely did that. And then when it worked, 
they're like, oh, well, you know, or when it was working, um, <clears throat> they were like, we should totally do, you know, like a Boba Fett series and blah, blah, blah. But things that would have worked for that, they had already used up. I would have liked to have seen something that was even a darker tone, you know, because this one seems very kind of similar. It's almost 100%. like 100%. Right. Like they just set it in the same place. It's like they flicked on the lights after shooting Mandalorian. They're like, all right, let's get the other guy in here and let's do something different, you know, but we're still in the same. So it feels very not new in a lot of ways. Um, just and tonally, it, it feels kind of light uh, and not what. Boba Fett, you know, growing up and seeing the Star Wars movies, you're like, oh, the, the one of the great things is the mystery about him. And it's he's very, you know, man, a few words and all this sort of stuff. And this the show is, you know, like I think I texted Shane about the first episode um, about the whole Sarlacc pet pit thing. And uh, so I was like, wow, I really kind of got out of there pretty quick. And just like that little thing where it's like the last you see of him in you know return of the jedi at least it's like he's toast right he's like ah and and people were pissed about that because they're like how are you gonna kill off a cool character in such kind of a lame way you know but then you had whatever 30 years to ruminate on what if he got out or like how would he do it or like this that and the other and then when you finally get there they're like oh no it was pretty easy it was like he was going through one of those things at dz fun zone and kind of like made his way through and then he pops out of the sand like everybody always does with the handout and then you just and it was like okay that is anticlimactic for something that probably could have been cooler i would imagine you know um anyway uh so stuff like that where it just feels very safe for the most part it doesn't feel in character uh, for him and i feel like they could have experimented they could have taken the goodwill they had from mandalorian and been like all right let's try some let's we could still keep with the western thing like that's big star you know doing anti -hero. Space. sure that's what yeah. would have been great because yeah, you well, have, that's what i was yeah mm -hmm. well they've turned that, yeah i think you hit the i mean we've a lot of us have talked about this robert our cousin robert has has talked spoken about feeling like they took all these attributes that had been established for Boba Fett and putting them on the Mandalorian. But what was great about putting Boba Fett in here is they, I agree wholeheartedly, they had a lot of opportunity, especially since they started turning the Mandalorian into at his core, such kind of a good boy. Like, at, you know what I mean? He, he is a little bit cleaner and a little bit neater. It gave you certainly room to go, let's mess with this guy a little bit. And yeah. that that's the concern. That's what's really starting to, to concern me. I mean, and I know that you, Seth, we just talked about this and you were saying, and I just, yeah, from, it was funny. I mean, really Vic, everything you just said, I, I haven't talked to you at all about this, but I mean, no. I, that those are all the nail on the head for me. That's exactly where I've been for a very long time. And with the Mandalorian in general, my, my, I think the Mandalorian's like perfect, mm. but my gripe with it, from day one was the fact that I was like, this is the character of Boba Fett. Now, with that being said, I, I've changed what you just said, Sean. I, I agree where it's like, he's, he's, he's a lot more concerned about um, honor. Um, and others. Uh, in, in, in others. Yeah. Um, where Boba Fett, I mean, is, is definitely, uh, he's a bounty hunter and, you know, he, he's concerned about himself and watches his back and all this stuff. So, so anyhow, yeah, I mean, I think I think that that that, that was my biggest gripe with 
uh, the Mandalorian from day one. And then this has just been, I don't even know what they're trying to do. Like who is Boba Fett? You know, we're three episodes in and like, it's like, he's like, yeah. It's like, what are we it's doing? Like tickling a raincore and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're well, trying to be a little more. They're, they're trying to like elevate him almost kind of literally to a, like a king status because they're, yeah. they're taking this thing where it's like, Oh, he's such a popular character and people love him and all this stuff. So we got to, we got to make him as awesome as possible meaning we have to go through all these, like, here's him. He's, he's becoming, you know, the dances with wolves, you know, right. With the sand people. And he's learning Mm -hmm. how to be a samurai with the sword fighting. It's like all these things that they're doing that aren't necessary for one. Like they're Mm -hmm. not, you, you, you just need to go back to what he was in the first place and extrapolate on that. You don't need to like reinvent him and do all these other things. Like they, yeah. I think there was even a line I could be making this up, but maybe this is how strongly it felt. But didn't he? Doesn't he say at one point like he's not a bounty hunter? Didn't he say that in this last episode? He's like, I'm not a bounty hunter anymore, or something. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, in the second episode, right? Yeah, I think second, they, like, yeah. When they go to see the mayor. He yeah. says to the mayor, he's not a bounty hunter. And then in this, he says, one, he, he says he's a Latter Day Saint. Is I think what he says. Yeah. yeah. No, I belong to the Church of the Latter-day Saints. And it's so, it's <laughs> that, that I, I talked to Skyler uh, quite a bit, our youngest brother. I mean, Boba Fett's like my favorite in the universe. And he, he has been for many years now. We haven't gotten Boba Fett in anything almost. So for him to right off the cuff be like trying to be a king of, it's like what? That, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it just feels so wrong to the character. And then on top of it, once again, is yeah, is like the fact that he's well. I, I for I mean a few things. For one, I was saying I'm like, how is this the same guy that almost like burnt the girl in Mandalorian? Even in the Mandalorian, yeah. yeah. In the bar fight when he like literally almost like toast the girl because she like she like made fun of him or something. Mm. You know what I mean? And mm. now he's like this like respectable. In and then that was in between his spiritual awakening. Yeah, it was after. It would have been after. It was after that. The Tuscans, yeah. And, and so it's like, it's it, it just the, the temperament is, his yeah. character has, the, the temperament is super inconsistent there. And then, um, not to say I like one or the other, because I think it's all poor writing. And then, uh, but I was saying, you know, when I talked to Shane, I think you and I talked about this, but I was saying, I was like, they totally could have done a dark revenge story where he turns around like you can still make him be good and then it would yeah. only be all the more rewarding at the end if he like come if it becomes a redemption story of him being like i need to change my ways mm-hmm. but the fact that he's just abandoning being a bounty hunter when it's all he's known since he was howled you right. know it's just it makes no sense the first two episodes i personally really liked i agree wholeheartedly make a whole episode about and Seth's the one who illuminated this for me. He's like, make a whole episode. I, I agreed. Me and my wife watched it together. And me and my wife, I told my wife, I leaned over to Paige and I said, I was like, I think that, I was like, that was fast about the Sarlacc pit. To be like, you're going to be digested in the stomach for like thousands of years. And I tried to like, okay, well, maybe if you had all the right tools on your wrist, whatever, let it go. So yeah. I'll try. <laughs> but Seth had said, make that a whole episode which would make it all the more if you watch him for 30 minutes and find ways to make it like, I mean, like 127 hours in, right? Mm-hmm. 
like have an artistic perspective on it where he's sitting in there like being like oh yeah this is it for me then he finds a way to get out find a clever way to do it and then have the same ending someone comes and they take all his armor because he's exhausted from everything he just went to for 30 minutes that would just make that hit all the worse that you're like oh he's he's done like he are you i just watched him try to escape for a half hour and now he's out of this this is the thing that bothers me i have to hone in on things i dislike in the first two episodes because overall i like it yeah i in terms of all the big bullet points i have no problem with the dances with wolves thing i have no problem with the spiritual waking religion religious experience he you know encounters i have no problem with that changing aspects of him what i do have a problem with is the fact that it could have been executed better yes one two there is ample character material to reference and i know we've kind of all called it what is they what do they call the expanded universe stuff now legend yeah they classified as legends but there's been books and books and books that i read growing up on boba fett and on his perspective, you know what I mean? Like, I remember I had this bounty hunter book where it has stories about, you know, IG-88 and Dangar and, you know, Forlom and Succus and the Boba Fett featured prominently, obviously. And you knew growing up, not to, to say nothing of comic books or Empire Strikes Back, that this was a bad dude, but he did have a code of ethics. So you can build on that. And that brings me to my number one problem that I did have ongoing throughout even the first two is I was like, I, and I, And it continues to this moment. I don't understand. What is the first thing you need to write like a character? They need a motivation. It's like the first thing. I don't understand Boba Fett's motivation. I don't understand it still. Yeah. I have to fill in gaps that I feel like are unreasonable. And I don't trust the writers uh, well enough to give them to me. And I don't want to get too carried away on this, but this is the funny enough, we're talking about uh, Disney owning everything. And Mm -hmm. this is my biggest problem. And I don't, I haven't read it yet because it's not out yet. And I don't want to like be too quick to judge it, but is uh, the new run of Punisher, which is, it's going to be a new comic uh, run. And it's written by Jason Aaron, who uh, is a good comic book writer. So I do like him, but um, what, what concerns me is that it's going to be earth 616 which is like the the main uh, continuity, the, the official timeline for Marvel. Yeah, yeah. for Marvel. So there's different universes, and then six one six is the official timeline, and this takes place mm-hmm. in the official timeline. And so they're okay. going to do this like thirteen part series that that brings him to his full evolution of where his inevitable like evolution of where he was going to end up, quote unquote. Which, yeah, which, mm-hmm. which I'm like that sounds intriguing. However, it's we know that he's. Uh, He's going to be the lead or the headmaster poncho of uh, Hand, which is like a demonic. It, it's who Daredevil fights, you know? Yeah. And yeah. he's going to be, and he's going to be like this kingpin. And, and my point is, I guess I'm bringing that up. My, my cons- well, my concern is that they're going to be like, he's always been a villain and he's going to be a villain. Like and that's I'm his like, inevitable road. Yeah. And, yeah. and I don't see that. I don't see that. I actually think that's like, destroying the character in my i guess what i'm saying because i like punisher i like boba fett these are like two of my favorite pop culture icons like you know characters in fiction i I think they're very good characters but what i like about them is they're they are the they're russell crowe at the end of three tinda yuma like you you're yeah you're a uh force of reckoning 
and sometimes it's good and it seems like it's intentional when it's good but you're also like anti-heroes it's an anti-hero and my my point is is like do we can anti-heroes exist in uh um, disney disney and i I don't know they're 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 not doing a good job well that's with it so far that's what's hard you know so well so for one going back to like the the the, you know star wars boba fett what's interesting to me like again like sean said i'm like you know i I, the first two episodes i i liked quite a bit and so i you know i had to hope like my criticisms were had to be more honed in on stuff that i do have criticisms but it the good for me outweighed the bad um and then the third episode i just i'm like okay so it seems like this is the tone and the trail they're blazing and i don't i don't get it at all and especially when boba fett was fighting uh the Wookiee, Black Chrysanthemum, the, uh, you know, I'm like, you, you know, he's, he's stabbing him with like the staff and stuff. And, and I'm not like, I'm not, you guys know me. I'm like, I'm not like a, a gore or like a guy, but, no. but like, but there should be like some blood or even when like the Wookiee takes out those like electric brass knuckles and like, <laughs> one, like socks, a Wookiee, a Wookiee yeah. for one, a Wookiee. I don't even Wookie. remember this. This is yeah. how much stuff happened in this like episode that was just just blind. Well, I felt this like was it was a, a fever this, dream. This could have been a cool scene, but I'm like, you know, so a Wookiee, they'll they'll tear your arms out of your sockets, you know, who and like not a Chewbacca Wookiee, like a like a bounty hunter, gladiator, assassin Wookiee gets Boba Fett in his sleep, tries to start like tries to kill him, takes out br- like electric brass knuckles like fool on socks him in the face and there's like nothing you know what i mean like he looks boba fett looks fine and, and he boba throws fett. him up against his equipment naked you yeah. know multiple yeah. times. have you ever boba yeah boba have you fett, ever stubbed like, goes, toe? yeah, yeah like, right, it's right, horrible yeah. Yeah. and boba fett you know like stabs with the stuff and, nice. and, and no no blood or anything and i say this to say like i said I'm like, it's not like that's the imp needs to be the emphasis for me but like what, what's what's funny to me is even with like the Mandalorian, the Book of Boba Fett is like proving to be more toothless than the Mandalorian thus yes. far. Yeah, and oh, you, yeah. Sure. you would not think that, which is crazy. And in Mandalorian didn't lead believe like lead you to believe that should be the case with Boba Fett. Both on the episode that Boba Fett was like actually introduced, where he's taken yeah. out the stormtroopers, pretty brutal. Uh, again, like you said, Seth, the fact that he like almost roasts, I believe her name's Costa Reeves, but like Bo-Katan's like, you know, bodyguard or whatever. Yeah. He like tries to roast her like five, like, like right into their fight. And then the fact that he goes and shoots Bib Fortuna at the post credit yeah. scene, like just nothing, you know what I mean? And I don't feel like that's what we're seeing here. Um, and I feel like, I feel like, uh, <laughs> It's it's not really lining up for me. It's not really making sense, and it's not really carrying any weight to it. Um, no. And I feel like they're they're I feel like in terms of like thematically and what they're like what they're presenting and honing in on, I feel like they're like majoring in the minors and minoring in the majors. Like yeah. the Tuscan stuff, or like we talked about the Sarlacc stuff. Like it's there. But it's not like it's like, but they're like brushing over it. When I'm like, that's like the stuff you should be emphasizing and pulling out. You have an opportunity to world build. You you have an opportunity to literally world build on Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, you again can be building up a character who, by the way, that's even what I'm talking about. Okay, so he shoots Bib Fortuna. You're talking about this, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he, and this is, 
this can't be this can't be breezed over. He meets like the spy kids, right? Like he meets like the like the the Batman Beyond the game, Vespa Street Power game, Rangers, the Vespa yeah. Power Rangers, yeah. Grips game I mean, for Back to the Future Part Two. Yeah, well, that's what Seth told. So when Seth watched it before me, he said, "There's something in it that is like Back to the Future Part Two, and I just can't see it in Star Wars." And I was like, "I don't know what I can't begin to know what that sentence means." I said and that before I even thought about like he crashes and all the things fall on him. Yeah, the fruit. I know. I know. The direct and I was like, Oh, geez. It's so so bad. It's and, so bad. And, and he meets them, and in fo- the first thing, the first thing. I'm Boba Fett. He's like, I like your kids. You guys should work for me. Now you work for me. Stephen Root, Milton, take the, you know, Milton, you need to, yeah, Milton, you need to raise your, you need to lower, lower your, water your water prices. prices. And Country they become prices. the most loyal guards. And then he's making puns with them Ever. about their eyes. Yeah. yeah. As soon as they said, I told, I told, I was telling the guys, when they said there's a ruthless gang and they enhance their bodies with droid parts, I was like, oh, I'm not ready for this. And I, I, but I couldn't have prepared myself for the nightmare though. And in this, again, I could, if I could find a way intellectually to reconcile them, but I can't because he has no, no motivation. I don't know no. what he's doing. Yeah. If they well, gave me something is, to be like, here's yeah. why he does different things at different times. Okay. I have nothing to go off of. What were you going to say, Vic? Oh, just that even during that scene, uh, before he says, you know, you come work for me now or whatever. I said it out loud, uh, just right before I was like, well, you work for me then. And he just said it in Tino, Tino's there. She's like, oh, you called it. How'd you know, babe? And in my head, I was like, because it's really predictable. Like, there's yeah. no surprises here. Yeah, yeah. What's hard What's hard for me is the fact from one, two, and three, I, I've kind of been, like, open-minded about it. Like, I don't need this show to be great because I. it's not going to, uh, you, you know, I'm the type of person I don't, especially with pop culture and in these like especially in this day and age where it's like things are so political and like you know art's not allowed to be art honestly i feel what's difficult is that i try not to put a great emphasis like i know what things mean to me and that's enough mm-hmm. right so it's yeah, like i have enough content like- foundational of like yeah form, like they like could they formulating could make, your liking for boba fett they could make batman well then they did funny enough but they could make batman start killing people tomorrow and i mm-hmm. i wouldn't be like why how could it. they do yeah. this like i really you're I not forced like, to accept that no yeah. because it's, just, my batman doesn't you know and, 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 and yeah. but whatever the case uh, so with that being said this this I, this hasn't needed to be in a way i'm like i feel like i'm i'm giving it the most grace because i don't care mm-hmm. <laughs> i was hoping it would be good but but i will say even with the first two episodes i had a lot of problems with them or the main one being the fact that i don't feel like boba fett was like why was he not more angry why was he not more and granted he's maybe he's a calculated guy but it's like he just got his like world turned upside down yeah. which by the way he's the best bounty hunter in the work galaxy so yeah. he's like that crap's never happened to him i uh vented this to you guys sean and shane right when we finished it or is and i was like like even when he's like come on like i'll save you and then goes back saves the kid and then goes back these are moments for the character to evolve into you know something iconic and and instead what 
Vic said, it's like they've just been playing it safe. And, and they're like, just this like old yeah. man. And what's funny is that I think another thing is, is I don't even feel like it's Boba Fett because his helmet's off all the time. All the time. I hate that. So there's we that. I hate that. Um, and no I love the actor, see. but yeah. I do. I, I like him as Boba Fett, but not not this much. Not this yeah. much. We've seen his face like for like 45 seconds. There's two things in the Star Wars fan in me that make me very resilient. Well, if there's a few things. The first is I'm used to them trying to change stuff to try to degray characters. This is the Han mm-hmm. shot first thing, right? Mm-hmm. This goes all the way there. That's, yeah. way, that's yes. prior to Disney owning anything. Yeah. Is Lucas being like, oh, he's a nice guy. He shouldn't be shooting people. Uh, for no reason and it's like okay but you but you did write him as a person who shot this guy just because that was you know he was a lot more gray and there were you know the Han shot first purists and things like that of which I think everyone here is one so that already and I, I was I've expressed this to Robert because he was getting really upset about certain things involving Star Wars a, a little while back and I was like man I can for me seven eight nine no there's no way totally utterly rejected I kind of even reject one, two, and three because growing up, and we all know this, we're, you know, old. We're all old. <laughs> well, three really of us old. are brothers, and Victor, we met when we were eight, seven, eight. Yeah. So we all, and like in the very first bond, like when we knew we would be okay, <laughs> and we were like, it was, it was like Star Wars, Star Wars. Okay. So we all know what it's like to grow up with that. But I remember, you know, okay. Darth Vader lost his, he became Darth Vader fighting Obi-Wan on a fire planet. I remember hearing that and having this whole picture in my head. And then you see it happen. And it's, you know, I mean, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I got to see it happen. But you know, now you watch it growing up and you're like, it's kind of really lackluster. Or you hear whatever it is, Boba Fett got his helmet this way or this. And you hear these things and it's kind of cool to see them being brought in. But I lived through, and we all have, so many treacheries in the star wars canon that it makes it very easy for me to flip switches and go i'll take what i like and i'll leave what i don't so for me right now four five and six canon take it mandalorian i've loved it i was astounded that that's what i had hoped would happen and since i was a child when i wanted to see more star wars stuff is being able to see, I mean, not just like everything that Mandalorian does and seeing more of the bounty hunter world, but even the whole, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, just annihilating everything. All of that totally game for it. So it blows my mind that this is what they're doing. Yeah. Well, when they have when they when they had gold, just like it's like all you have to do is chip away the imperfections of this gold chunk that's existed. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like they're like, let's drill into the uh, center of it, and and I I don't know with John Fal Fal what's his name Favreau, Favreau. John Favreau, yeah. It's astounding that he wrote this for one. I'm shocked. He, he yeah. has right, and then two, but my to rope it back in a little bit. I think that this is all dis. I think it's Disney. Yeah. I might be wrong about that, but I really do because I think that they, uh, and we've already went over all these points, but I think that they've completely abandoned anything that resembles an anti-hero and what's sad and this is why it's not good that disney owns things everything at least right because it's like i want to see boa fett murder an entire village of tuscan raiders because they took them i want i want to see him just the bad style 
And not because I'm insane, but because then I want to see him save uh, a different tribe a, of Tuscan different tri- And you don't yes. know why. It's like, why did he murder these guys? But then he'd save these guys. And but you're like, not joking. Boba Fett shouldn't be Luke Skywalker. Boba Fett should be like, you don't mess with this guy. And what is his moral code? But he definitely has one. But what is it? You know, um, well, you said it well, well. I know that you're you're leaning in between joking and not joking here. But yeah. you said the other day, I want to see him breaking back. Treat, I want to see. Yeah, I want to see him treat the Tuscan Raider. You were saying something yeah. about like make, make. You were talking about loving that, like liking the idea that he would form like a protective. He would want to protect yes. one of the younglings. Yes, the, yeah. the young children, sure. right? And it's like so. It's like, and then you start to see a motivation start to turn, and you go, "Oh, he does have a code of ethics," which again, he always has. If you read the well, book, for instance, like I even, by the way, I like that he even bands together with the Tuscan Raiders. And yeah, and I liked it a lot. I like that. What I did not like is that they early on give him an opportunity to leave before he has any connection to them. A bond. Yeah. They, yeah. Give an, they give him an opportunity to leave and he doesn't take it because why? Because he's a good guy and he wants to right. see his smiles on all the Tuscan Raiders' faces when the kid brings the head of the beast that he killed. What? 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 You, you never even happening? see those smiles. That's the thing. No, like, you can't even see them. They're all wrapped but up. What? What do we like? Why would he do that? Well, that's and, where. And I said that. I said that when it first came out. I said, why would? But I. Why would my Boba Fett? I'm trying to. I'm trying to, and I'm trying to give it a fair shake here. Mm-hmm. But why would Boba Fett, the Boba Fett I know, not be like? Here's the. I think he would save the kid, by the way. But I think he would save the kid, and then he'd say, "I get to go now. You let mm-hmm. me go." And they're like, "No, because he needed." Someone said, "I forget who, or maybe it was one of you guys." But they were like, "He needed the protection and water." And I'm like, "No, he, for one, he's Boba Fett. Two, mm-hmm. you can just pick up." little rocks on the ground anywhere in the desert just, yeah, yeah just wherever for them little things you yeah. just tripping the over desert to survive well that's that it too and like i said about I was... those melons real quick i'm sorry those like little <laughs> the black melons as they're called yeah. when i saw that <laughs> yeah. i was like wait a minute so they just Plot device they're just everywhere they just yeah. wherever they just it's just like them. oh like you just water. dig there for like but Stephen Root like can turn. Yeah, but, but Stephen yeah, Root can turn a profit on these things. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like a and month's then, worth of income. I don't know. I I will say, just it's not I, good I, writing. No, well, no, <laughs> uh, it's not. the The Boba Fett. I think that we all being a bounty hunter. What's something that a bounty hunter wants? A bounty, right? Yeah. That's yeah. that's money. So in a way, yeah. Boba Fett should be more like Disney, where his his main goal is getting that sweet coin any way yeah. he can, because yeah. that's one of the big things we're seeing here. And Seth, even with your question earlier of can there be an anti here? I know I'm going a little bit, but I, I just don't want to forget. I think that Disney remember the whole string of anti-hero uh, or villain movies they've done even recently right they've like yeah. propped up all their old villains into like yeah. well they're not really yeah that's that. right like, right yeah. like Creo deville and like maleficent's kind of nice actually she's kind of cool she's misunderstood she's but they're women that don't horns. use guns so they're women that don't use guns it's true but there's they're just what they want is 
money. It's what is going to make us money. And I think if they lose that money, then they'll well, come around. Yeah. So, so like, so now like trying, well, so like, again, just quickly wrapping for me, at least wrapping up the Boba Fett thing, even like when the Mandalorian first came out, I'll be honest, I, I was about it, but I felt like the pacing was a little bit weird. And I remember at the time feeling like the ending of episode one should have maybe been like the end of season one. Is like the Mandalorian finding Grogu. And in retrospect, I will say now I understand why they didn't do that and why they did it the way they did. And I think it was probably the right call. But what's weird is like with Book of Boba Fett, I feel like the pacing's way more off than it was even like than I even did initially with the Mandalorian. And like I said, I feel like they're they're like majoring in the minors and minoring in the majors. And I think that there's like this weird dynamic where it's like they're like willing to take risks first and then once they've seen which risks pay off and which don't then they and and, and to some extent it's understandable but this is where we start getting into that issue of, of once again yeah if they own if, if a single media company owns all of this content and their goal is to make a profit then eventually how uniform do things start getting? And so again, talking, I mean, Victor, that's a really good point with the, like you said, with like the villain movies. And now we've covered Boba Fett and Seth, you touched on a little bit, again, Punisher, which is kind of, for me, an interesting segue because I have been recently watching through uh, the Daredevil Netflix series again with my wife. It's her first time watching it. It's my second time, but you know, spoiler alert here for anyone who hasn't yet. He's blind. Yeah, yeah. No. I knew uh, it. <laughs> you know, I knew it. Um, no, Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox's Daredevil, and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's Wilson Fisk are now in the MCU. And you watch the Netflix show, and it's pretty brutal. Yeah. But it's really to a purpose. And what's funny, and again, I'm, I mean, I'm here for it. I freak, I love seeing Matt Murdock in No Way Home. I thought he was very well utilized there. I'm excited to to, to know that we're going to probably be getting more of that. Well, so Not like Wilson, speed. like I hope Wilson will be around for more. I really think he will. But at the same time, they did kind of what they did. You know what I mean? But in both of these situations, I'm I'm afraid that we're going to lose like uh, straight up watching the Netflix series again. And we just finished the first season. We're into the second season now, which ties both that ties Daredevil, Punisher, Daredevil, Wilson and Punisher because Punisher is introduced to the second season of the Netflix series. And um, I got to say, I mean, by the end of the first season, I would say you, or at least for me, you pretty well hate Wilson but they've got you going there for a little while of like sympathizing with this guy, if not mm-hmm. almost empathizing with them, even mm-hmm. though yeah. the first one of the first times you see him is like taking the guy's head off with the car door. There's a degree to which you're like, I get where this guy's coming from. And I see that like him and Matt could be on like similar paths. It's the question is, what do you do with that? And then that's so much more like compounded with Punisher. We're like, yeah. I'm going to be real with you. This watching it this time, and again, the, like, if I'm like watching it this time, and that scene with like Matt chained up on the, you know, the roof while the Punisher is yeah. like up there with them. This time, watching it this time as opposed to last time, I was like, no, the Punisher's argument is like a lot more. Like, there's, well, it's got some yeah. depth to it. In, you know in the I mean? comics, yeah, I don't want to get too carried away on the Punisher. I could talk to him about him for a while, but I will say, in the comics, you know, he's he is usually best 
when he's um kind of juxtaposed against someone else yeah, yeah. well when you when, and especially when it's a hero when yeah. you kind of get to see that they're they're just the same side they're just the different sides of the same coin mm-hmm. you know what i mean like he in the, the my point is and by the way let me say this for one the comic this new comic might have nothing disney might have not because i've watched a lot of like donny kate stuff who's writing for marvel right now he's doing a ton of stuff and he does pretty wild stuff himself the, the stuff he's writing is like very out there and fun and good and well done but he he says he's like disney doesn't come knocking on my door ever yeah. about anything you know he's like and I, but i'm also shocked that i get away with what i get away with and i'm shocked that he gets away with what he gets away with my sure. point is, is is this jason aaron thing jason aaron might not the, disney might have nothing to do with that just to be very clear sure. but i think that it, it does go in line with with what we're all what we what we are talking about because i'm like the bottom line is is that um if you make the punisher a villain he's not the punisher and if you make uh boba fett a good guy he's not boba fett and i'm not saying that they're good guys or bad guys i'm not and i'm not saying you know for instance and then you just brought up the netflix i actually love the way they did that i feel like some of it's a little bit um uh, a little bit too hell yeah sure, sure. Ways, yeah, yeah right, so. the I, mean, I don't love how it's filmed but yeah well yeah the yeah I, I have my gripes with it i don't think it's the most profound thing but the punisher's not in a lot of ways anyways and i'm aware of that but what i do like about the punisher that they do so well and it's what i've always liked about the punisher is it feel he feels like a cowboy you know what yeah. i mean in the sense of like he's the guy who gets the job done and he's uh he's the lawless he's like lawless justice you know what yeah. i mean like and it, it and it's a contradictory thing but it's like you know i think that yeah it's a key but 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 ultimately he does have a code of ethics and he he is concerned about the innocence of yeah. the innocent yeah absolutely you know and and uh that 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 they translate that well but my point is, is that, you know when you make them of, when you make him a psychopath who just wants to kill but this is what has always pissed me off i don't like when they make the punisher like this like guy that's just addicted to killing so i'm like then he's just a serial killer mm-hmm. you know what i mean versus there's what versus him being a capable person yeah. being a human weapon due to the due to the u.s government and then putting that to work when he loses the pinnacle of his life you know yeah. well, so yeah. and it's like so is he a hero and I, granted no i don't think he's even a hero that's i love his i love him side by side with daredevil i love him side by side with cap and cap kind of despises the punisher right. um well you know. what's interesting here is again like you know uh, the daredevil show can be intense you know what i mean i'm not expecting nor necessarily wanting them to bring all of that and all that that entails into the MCU. I certainly yeah. don't think they will. But at the same time, again, kind of like along with your original question, sense of like, can there be anti-heroes or can there even be this conflict um, yeah. in this like area of streamlining and like trying to trying to like eliminate as many hard questions and answers as possible, you know, yeah. um, or even like, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, there's very much to this dynamic very often of like either wanting to make, if we can present people as not being that bad, let's present them that way. And if they're just clearly yeah. a bad guy, that's just it. That's all there is. And they get defeated, you know, 
I think what's at risk of being lost here is, like I said, so like in the first season compared to Hubble, Wilson and Matt Murdoch both think they're on the right path. They both yeah. have this idea of saving Hell's Kitchen, you know, yeah. Yeah. but Matt ultimately takes a very sacrificial way of approaching that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Wilson takes a very domineering beneficial. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very self-beneficial yeah. role to it. And then yeah. even with Matt and Frank in season two, um, you know, Frank is certainly not on the the path of Wilson, but you're still conflicted with that ideology where it's like you're if 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 we just chop this up to oh blatant bad guy, that's all he is, that's all, you know especially Frank Castle, that's all he is. And Matt Murdock, just a nice, clean guy. We lose what there is to understand from both of these characters. The sacrifice and the endurance of Matt Murdock and... The, but what are you saying in regards to Disney? Like, uh, well, I'm saying, the, I'm saying with because uh, those aren't Disney, and, no, and I know they're bringing but, that in, but but, right, but, but, we, but but they've been brought in, and you know, we we don't know yet. We'll see. I'm excited to see, but already it seems that spe- specifically more with Wils with thus far with what we got to see with you know Vincent D'Onofrio's Wilson Fisk mm-hmm. versus. I mean, we only got to see Matt Murdock for a very short amount of time, but it seems like there's kind of it, it seems like it might be kind of that dynamic at play where there, it's kind of like a, a cleaned up, not not as difficult to engage with um, presentation of these characters. And I feel like that would almost be a disservice to the work that like, I don't want these guys recast. I'm really glad we're bringing these versions of them in. Yeah. But I also feel like if we don't remotely address like the conflict that was established and their yeah you know, initial outing as these characters, we're going to be, that there's like a disservice done to the work they did in that and the questions that that causes us to, you know, struggle with. Well, and this is what's fascinating because I didn't even know you were watching it, but when I, when I, uh, I, I recently, I think I told Sean this maybe, but I was recently watching um, clips from those and, and it's so br- like, and especially and it's, it's, obvious, it's more like than I the, remember. Yeah, right, more like, than I remember. That's yeah, yeah. When, like the prison scene with like the Punisher. I was like, R. oh my, like, God. It, oh yeah, yeah, yes. It's, it's rough. Here's the through line yeah. I'm seeing. First, two disclaimers. One, maybe they will leave it, giving some generous assumptions here. They may not directly say, "Hey, that's." I mean, what's what's Netflix is Netflix, and what's Marvels is Marvels, right? So it's a weird situation there, and I, mm-hmm. I get that. But when you watch Spider-Man No Way Home, you recognize. When Andrew Garfield's Peter saves MJ, you we understand why that the relevance of that because we watched what came before it. Yeah. Even though Disney does Disney doesn't own that. You understand? Mm-hmm. So the the first disclaimer is they take they totally may continue to work with the themes that have been established in those characters, and you just need to go over to Netflix, which isn't owned by Disney, but it's a weird uh, kind of gray area. At the time um, it was created, it was meant to take place within the MCU. Absolutely. So you may just have to take it in from that perspective. That's the first disclaimer. The second is, I don't want to say that Disney has no ability to create, because it could be mistaken that we're, we're saying that they're not they're not okay with morally great characters. And I, I don't think that that's a totally fair assessment for a few reasons. Sure. But the concern is, the caveat there is that the concern I have is that they're okay with morally great characters as I see it if their net is ultimately the villain. So Baron Zemo, mm-hmm. yeah, his mm-hmm. net is villain. 
Yeah. Thanos, his net is villain. Baron Mordo, his net is is villain. Okay, yeah. Yeah, or antagonist. And mm-hmm. the, the the concern I have, and Seth, you you brought this up before in conversations you and I have had, is is there any room for a Punisher in Disney? Yeah, yeah. And, and I would argue probably no, not without his net being negative. Now maybe not. Maybe we'll be surprised. But this is the through line that I see in what Shane is bringing up is that the question is what to what degree is disney willing to start conceding or sacrificing or understanding for this for the sake of dare i say it for the sake of artistic integrity to try and muddy the waters because they do a good job and this goes back to your point seth about diversity from the very beginning and and it's so interesting the whole purpose of in, in canto is that there are different types of people, or that's one of the purposes of Encanto, right? It's just different types of people, but, you know, and they all play a part. The question is, though, and Shane hit the nail on the head with this, is when he says, if we don't, if, if we don't acknowledge aspects of the conflict between, say, Wilson Fisk and Matt Murdock, or Matt Murdock and Frank Castle, then we yeah. lose what they have to say. To yes. have a fullness, and this is to your point about diversity, this is yeah. where you need more than one voice. It can't all be one perspective on every single thing. And that is the big possible massive problem that could bleed into much more than just fiction. Mm-hmm. That's that's where it starts to become a serious, serious issue. And 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 I don't think it's all because Disney has this sinister motive i think there are sinister aspects of disney absolutely is exemplified by um you know we have a friend who taught english in china for disney to help indoctrinate children in china to like like disney (laughs) be obsessed with disney like that's that was the goal that was the business model is there something sinister in that i would argue yes but some of it is just simply because they want their nice brand. I mean, Hamilton, they've removed, there's two F words in Hamilton. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're both removed. Why? Because they're trying to like, like giving them some generous assumptions on their motives. I think that they're trying to stick to some set of guidelines. But again, if you're going to do that and you're going to own everything, you're going to miss the important tension that we have to sit with in Frank Castle by erasing Frank Castle and just saying but he's a villain yeah. in the yeah. comics, you're erasing the hard realities that Frank Castle is dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I do know what you're saying. That, And then to rope it back into even uh, uh, Boba Fett is I'm like, this is what I, and this is even what, like, for instance, my favorite in Lord of the Rings is Boromir. And I, I like these characters that are conflicted because I think it's so human, right? And that's my problem is it's like, does, and granted, not, not to say that Luke can't be human. He's very human too, of course. I'm just saying there's different types of humans, you know? And really, Shane, your point is great with like the fact that like, this is what is so rich about, uh, um, you know, things that have a lot of characters in them you know uh franchises that have a lot of characters in them but comic books uh you know star wars specifically like we're talking about now but it's like you know there's a huge difference between um even though it might not appear to your uh, average person there's a huge difference between han solo and boba fett and you know 
so on and so forth, you know, and, and Lando, and even though they all live in the same world, and yeah. and there's a big difference between Superman and Captain America. Yeah, even though they kind of fill the same area. Absolutely, that's what's cool. Fly, about comic books. The yeah. other one can't, yeah. unless it's commercial, right? Yes. Yeah. Like he has, he right. has to. Yeah. He has to board a plane. Yeah. Or some, yeah. like a, he would have a craft. If, if he wants to be in the sky, he has to go in a plane. Because that's Superman. definitely the biggest mm-hmm. difference. And I think the real question is who's the real Punisher? Is it Frank Castle or is it Disney for punishing us, putting us through this very thing that we're going through right now, fellas? Because we've spent a I lot don't of time. No, we we want to talk about how good something is. This is like, oh, is the world going to end at the hands of Disney? Maybe it's going to have a hand in it. Well, all of my favorite things are a little (laughs) less fun. Yeah, yeah, it's like Boba Fett. They just shot. I've I've gotten like four texts from friends being like, "So I just, I'm sorry, but I just watched Boba Fett." So funny. So I'm like, it's okay. There's a quote from. so Seth, you know I've from Nietzsche, to... God's dead and he <laughs> killed him. <laughs> a friend of mine posted something on Instagram, and he's a professor of, of English at a, a college here. He retweeted this 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 quote, and it said, "If you only read the books that everyone else is reading, you can only think what everyone else is thinking." We can make that as deep as we want, and we can make Disney out to be as sinister. That's not the motive for me here. And, and, and giving them the grace that they're not trying to take over the world, although sometimes it appears to be so. The, the, the truth that stands that I see from that is if one, if there's one voice with no other perspective, if there's like the one perspective, and let's not even talk politically, let's not even talk philosophically or theolog- theologically or whatever, if there's just this one, the one true opinion, and no one else ever being allowed to like give another voice there, let's talk well, true simply- opinion. Yeah, let's talk about it simply from a narrative perspective. If every character is, and this is where I want to give Disney some credit, like I said, Thanos, they've started learning. We can't just have the villain be the guy who does the same thing. There, there are characters that are really, really, and there's, there's a, a vast array of them in the MCU, and that's amazing. And I attribute a lot of that to, to Marvel Studios and the work that they're doing and bringing their comic books in. But Star Wars is a great example of this. In a nutshell, as it pertains to Boba Fett, that's what's happening here. Is it's another yeah, version of a good like guy? Say, yeah, you know, well, I've yeah, well, yes, that well, that's what I was trying to say. Where I'm, you know, and once again, it's like you know, and what's funny is that Punisher started as a villain, but I'm like, if you make, but he very quickly was not, and it's like, why does the Punisher work? And why has he worked for all these years? But the and the reason why is because we, you know, this character. In every Western you see, in every uh, uh, most action movies you see, you know, it's like he, he works because, you know, he does, but neither here nor there. If you make him a villain, he's not the Punisher. He's just a guy that wants to kill people. And if you make right? Boba Fett, by and contrast, it, and if you make a hero. A hero, he's not a bounty hunter, which they've already completely abandoned, which already kind of makes him not... The, I mean, it's it's like making Batman not a detective. And, and, and I know, Shane, because you're going to even Shane, I, I kind of even and you gave me some hope. You did. You gave me some hope because you're like, I could see an older Boba Fett, 36 at the ripe age of 36, wanting to, you know, take it easy and 
and and be a, a crime lord you know and i was like you know what i could see that boba fett too and then it's this but um i don't think that i funny enough feel the same way about disney as i do our government i don't think they're at, as sinister as we think they are i think that they're incapable and i think that that's the sin honestly it's it's i think it's usually not the sinister master plan that they have in trying to do all this i think that it, you they're getting people in there and what's hard is they have john favaro and and he should know better but it's like but they get people in the involved. Government. they have robert rodriguez with his hands yeah. and all these pies yeah. dude i can't both, but we got to address that we do so have to address going, but... no we do have to address that because i can't with this guy no, it, I, I'm a, I'm a, just a side tangent. But Robert Rodriguez, I have never liked his stuff. I don't understand how he has been a director for so long. He has fans. This is where diversity comes into play. Not because yeah. his last name is Rodriguez. I'm not making one of those kind of jokes. It's cheap and it's easy, and I'm not doing that right now. I'm just saying he's different, and there are other different people who like that difference, and obviously he's done well for himself. However... I was never a shark boy, lava girl kind of guy. I was never a once upon a time in Mexico kind of dude. I was never one of the grindhouse things. And for me, I'm like, that's all he did. I'm sure he's had other work. But until now, I was like, oh, he's never directed again. And now he's got his hands all over the Boba Fett thing. And I can see it, though. Like, I see the the Robert Rodriguez style. And I don't like it because I'm like, this isn't good. This is the same stuff I didn't like about the other stuff when I decided I don't like him anyway, that's my tangent. And I'm, I'm with you. You know, I, I think that, yeah, I think that they're mishandling this and that's that. And that's the problem with one thing doing it. It's like, I wanted a breaking bad Boba Fett series. Mm-hmm. I know that that's a lot to ask for jokes aside. I actually do know that's a lot to ask for, but I'm like, he's a conflicting, he should be a conflicting character because he's not a good guy, but he's not a bad as a kid. That's always my thing is I was like, he's with the empire, but he's kind of not, so like that's not fair but it you know anyways it's it, he's a conflicting character well, it's actually you know, not this... a lot to ask for though especially when you have the largest corporation on earth you yeah. have plenty of resources you have yeah. plenty of money resources you can do focus tests you can get almost whoever you want to work on something so right. i'll just yeah. throw that out there it's not like yeah. an impossible thing it's just they no. didn't bother yeah yeah I think that it's important to recognize too that it's like no, you have to yeah, like again when we're talking about like differences, I'm not talking just talking about like differences of, of styles, but also of of like themes and philosophies and recognizing that there's kind of a time and place for each of these perspectives. You know what I mean? Because like, you know, something I've been thinking around along this time is like a counter argument to what we could be saying, talk, like, like to what we could be saying is like someone bringing up The Last Jedi and specifically Luke in The Last Jedi. You know what I mean? And obviously we, I know we all have our feelings about that. That's maybe something for another time. But in short, you know, what I would even say to that is that, because, you know, you could be like, oh, well, there was something bold and different and, you know, they made Luke into a great, but it's like, but again, I, I would, I just as a short kind of encapsulation of, of that thought of, of what you were saying, Seth, uh, of like, you know, this person is not this person, which this person, not this person. And all of these things 
if we try to funnel them all through the same filter, we're going to lose what they can each bring to the table. Um, I think even that with like with, with Luke, it's like, no, but that I think the issue there was a misunderstanding in this is, you know, something Sean brought up in, in the Spider-Man podcast, but again, that idea of like uh, thematic congruence, your narrative congruence, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, um, and so I just say that to say that, you know, well, it's why, and it's why Mark Hamill, when he seems, yeah, I don't know if he, did he explicitly come out and say that he wasn't about it finally? Oh, well, he did before yeah. it came out. No, that's what I'm he saying. Was saying it was, he was yeah. about it for a while. Before <laughs> money was involved. But that, my yeah. point is, is that like he, he, uh, there's a reason why he was like, no, because it's yeah. like, it's not true to the character. And that's, but it is, I, I said this to Sean, I'm like, on one hand, it's just a show. And even for me, I don't really, and you know, even with this new Punisher, it's, none of this stuff bothers me too much because I already like what I like about. Like, I would be fine with the content I have right now for the rest of my life. What is a bummer is that they're not going to make another Boba Fett show. Yeah, right. It, forever. Right. And if you know, in it, same thing with the trilogy. When are they going to do another tri- Star Wars trilogy? Yeah. And so when it, when they when they botch these things, it is kind of like it's a bummer. <laughs> I was just thinking as we're talking about this made me think of what the fans think and that sort of thing. And it immediately came to mind as YouTube uh, taking away the dislike count. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the thumbs down. So now mm-hmm. on every video you can't see what people have said. And I just, it's that when you get so big and you have so much money that you don't care anymore. And to the point yeah. where you don't, you're, you're like, I'm not, it's like sticking your fingers in your ears, you know, and yeah. just being like, I'm not listening and yeah. it, I don't need to because yeah. it doesn't matter. And it feels like the same and has seemed that way for a long time with Disney as well. The bigger they get, yeah. the more money they make. Well, the and I, I do wonder, especially John Favreau yeah, writing these, I, I'm really curious what happened. I mean, I, I do think depending on, we're only three episodes in, this is seven episodes, right? Yeah, it's a seven episode, seven episode show, I believe. Yeah, I at the rate at the, at the direction Jeez. we're going, this is not going to be known as a good thing. You had the Mandalorian, which was like such a breath of fresh air in what thirty years. It's the best thing that's come out from Star Wars mm-hmm. since uh, the original trilogy, right? Yeah, like on so, screen, I think, or not, I you know, say, on, I would uh, say so. Yeah. But mm-hmm. whatever, we'll see. We have four more episodes yeah. to watch. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, at least they didn't have like Boba Fett. Like, like, yeah. like, like they didn't. You know what I mean? <laughs> they didn't at least he didn't like drowning puppies, like in a bathtub, and just be like, "Oh, I was just washing my hands." Yeah, <laughs> I got to see a rancor, and it was a little bit of a different color. <laughs> Boba Fett has a jetpack, and what what are they doing with that? On well, he uses it. Number. Oh, he uses he it. Used it. Let's, it looks yeah, so let's, bad. Let's play yeah. this game though. Like, so he you let's play when he should have used it and when he shouldn't have used it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's rough. Both that survived the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> the question is, can he survive Disney? And the same with Punisher, you know, can he I think he could exist in the MCU, but is the MCU gonna continue to to work well in Disney and I guess, I guess we'll find out. 
that might be it unless anybody can think of anything that they really want i I'm, really think that that we might die after this mm-hmm. we might get we might send the disney assassins that's, um, yeah the text right now.